and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. If you're a mom trying to show the love of Jesus to your family, but the clutter in your home keeps you overwhelmed and frustrated, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, you will hear easy step-by-step tips to declutter and create systems so you can keep your home organized and finally walk in the peace God has promised you. Need some accountability? I've got you covered there too. Join the Accountability Club, a community of like-minded mamas decluttering and systemizing our homes together. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hey, Lisa. I just want to say, like, it is really valuable. Like, even just having, doing it together, like, just even the videos in the Accountability Club, just you showing everything step by step and knowing what to work on first and then second and third. And it just feels like I'm so excited to do it and I feel so empowered. I'm like, oh my gosh, my life will feel so much more put together. You know how, like, when you are dressed frumpy, and you're just like, your hair's a mess, you don't have makeup on, your clothes is like all gross and frumpy. You just feel so icky about yourself versus when you do your hair, your makeup, and you put on a nice outfit, you feel so much more put together. Like your life is more put together. This is kind of how it feels like for me. And it just feels like I'm like a frumpy mess when it comes to paperwork. And now like I feel like I'm headed in the right direction. I feel so empowered. And I'm feeling so excited that I, I can actually be put together. I feel like it's so attainable now. And so anyways, like this is my mission. I'm going to be doing this and I'm excited. And I just want to say what you're doing is amazing. And it's really valuable and super helpful and so needed. And keep on doing it. You're doing such a great job with it. And I'm very happy to be part of the Accountability Club. That was my friend, Elizabeth, who joined the Accountability Club last week to tackle her paper clutter with us in the month of February. She's already watched several of the tutorial videos that I provided for the members this month. There's only four and they're very easy to follow. Y'all, if you have been following along on the podcast for any length of time, you know how I like to take big daunting tasks that seem really overwhelming and break them down into micro steps that feel doable. And y'all, this paper clutter system is definitely doable. I promise you are not going to, you're not going to feel overwhelmed following these simple doable steps. All right. So if you need to declutter your paper clutter, get some systems so that you can easily manage it on a daily basis, then hop inside the accountability club and do it with us. It is not too late. You can find that link below. All right. So on today's episode, we are getting back to going over executive functions. Okay. So first of all, what is an executive function? Executive functions are simply mental skills that we're able to do. And there are several of them. You know, you, if you type in Google executive functions, you might see a list of seven or eight or nine or 10. Okay. There's going to be a range of executive functions, but I pretty much narrowed it down to eight for the purpose of what we're trying to achieve here, which is to declutter. 
Now, if you are someone who has ADHD, you might struggle more with executive functions than someone who is neurotypical. Now, a lot of us probably fall under that umbrella of having ADHD because we struggle with these executive functions because our lifestyle hinders our ability to think, okay? And so whether you identify as somebody who has ADHD or you've been formally diagnosed, it's okay. You can still apply this information to your decluttering journey. All right. So I'm going to share with you five tips. This is executive function number three that I'm going over, which is emotional control. This is our ability to control our emotions in a way that helps us to achieve the goal or complete the task that we have set out to do. All right. So controlling our emotions in a way that allow us to follow through. So today I am sharing with you five tips for when decluttering is emotional. Like when we start getting into the nitty gritty of decluttering, these emotions rise up, whether it's grief, whether it's guilt, whether it's sadness or fear, fear of letting go of something, thinking that you might need it later on. And a scripture that comes to mind when I think about fear is 2 Timothy 1.7, where it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And that's what we want. We want to be able to approach our decluttering in a way that has sound mind, where we're thinking clearly, we're thinking reasonably. Sometimes when I'm working with my clients and they're all like caught up in their emotions and they can't think clearly And so we want to come from a place of having sound mind. So knowing that God, this is our fear does not come from God. It comes from this lack of trust. All right. It all goes back to trust, trusting that what we need in our life, that God is going to provide it. And so that has always given me a lot of great strength for when I've let things go, knowing that. God is going to provide everything I need in the time that I need it. All right. So keep that Bible verse in mind. Second Timothy one, seven, as you are, you know, doing, going through your decluttering and these emotions start to rise up. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. And that's what you want to strive for having that sound mind clarity. Like when your kids are emotional and you're trying to reason with them, They can't understand it. And it's the same for you. When you're all wrapped up in your emotions, you can't think clearly. So that is the goal. So I'm going to share with you five tips for when decluttering feels emotional. All right. So number one, when those emotions start to rise up and you're feeling emotion and you're feeling these feelings of sadness, grief, and just guilt, okay, I want you to focus on remembering the reason for why you are decluttering in the first place. I always say you need to have a really great why. You need to have this gut why. Like, why am I even doing this? Why are you here listening to this podcast right now? You're listening because something is bothering you. And the more episodes that you listen to, the more it just feeds that why of like, why should I take action? Why should I live more minimal? Okay. Each person's why is different. 
my why, (laughs) do you want to know my why when I first got started? My why stemmed from when I first got started from when I had to go and clean out my parents' house after their passing. They passed away within six months of each other in the year 2013. And I actually had a baby between that time. And it was so hard. It was so hard for me. And I remember going into their house and just like feeling so overwhelmed. Nothing was organized. Nothing was laid out or clear. We didn't know how to make, what to make claims on or how to get into account information. It was, it was chaotic. And I just remember coming home bringing a lot of their stuff to my house as well. And just thinking, I don't want to not be prepared. I don't want to live a life that is chaotic. And I was already at that moment feeling overwhelmed because I had three little ones and a newborn. And it gave me a great, you know, launching point. I was like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) I am going to start living more minimal. I'm going to start having my stuff together And this leads right into talking about paper clutter. Like that's what we're doing inside the accountability club this month is we're getting our stuff together. I I decluttered my own stuff. I refreshed. I have a, a filing system and I refreshed my filing system. I got rid of half y'all and I'm pretty minimal and I got rid of half of the paperwork because it was frivolous. It, it, it wasn't even important. And I only kept the paperwork that is actually important. If something were to happen to us, somebody could come into our house and have the exact, everything laid out, everything organized, everything laid out. Y'all it's, I feel so good. I feel so good. And I'm, I'm gradually, you know, step-by-step. Step, this is a another year that I am refreshing it and I'm doing, I'm taking it a little deeper. Okay. So you have to have a why, why are you, your why might not be as extreme as mine. Your why might be that you have little kids and you're just bending over, picking up toys all the time. I have a new client. Her name is Chelsea and she reached out to me and her house is pretty minimal, but And she doesn't really have to do a whole lot of decluttering, but she needs some systems. She's a new mom. She's a young mom and she needs some systems so that she doesn't feel like she's picking up toys all the time. So you really need to do some self-reflection and think about why am I doing this in the first place? And so when you have that gut, why, like, You know, you just feel it in your gut. Like, yeah, I'm doing this because of this. When those emotions rise up, yeah, you might need to take a little break, but you're going to come back to that because you're going to remember your why. And you're, you're more than likely to follow through if you have a great why. Okay. So number one, I know that was a lot for just number one, but I want you, when those emotions rise up, I want you to remember why are you doing this in the first place? Now, if you're somebody who forgets why you're doing it, I can be your coach and remind you why you're doing this. <laughs> I, y'all, can you tell I am passionate about this? All right. Number two, I want you to understand that it is okay to feel emotions. I have felt all the emotions. You're going to feel guilt for buying things that you never used or making purchases by mistake and regretting them. You're going you're gonna to feel those feelings. It's okay. Don't avoid those feelings. We we live in a world now where if we don't want to do it, we can just 
choose not to do it because we have other options. You know, years ago, we didn't really have extra options for entertainment or friendships or ways to, you know, just live. And we basically had to do whatever was right in front of us. But now we have so many options and we're kind of spoiled, you know, we can pick and choose when we're going to do something or if we're going to participate. And I say just face those emotions head on. Let yourself feel them. Feel guilty. Feel sad. Feel grief. Let yourself feel like be human. Like don't don't avoid these emotions and these feelings just because they're hard. You can do hard things. Say that to yourself. I can do hard things. And just trust that God is going to teach you a lesson through the process. You have to you have to go through all of that and you have to get mad at yourself almost. You know? Like when you have all of the stuff you've been hoarding and just collecting all of these years and not dealing with it, when you finally do deal with it, you're like almost mad at yourself. Why have I let myself do this to myself? And when you feel that, it changes you. And so embrace the opportunity to feel these feelings. Don't run from them. Let yourself be human and feel it, okay? There's a lot of virtual living out there and a lot of, you know, just, you know, avoidance. Don't avoid the opportunity to grow, okay? All right, number three, y'all. I'm, I'm getting pretty passionate on this episode. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, number three. I want you... Okay, so when you're feeling emotional, don't start with something that's difficult to, to declutter. I want you to start with less emotional areas in your home so that you can strengthen your decluttering muscles. I talk about these decluttering muscles all the time and your organizing muscle and your systemizing muscle. These are all muscles that are weak right now. So if, if you're going to do a task, you're not going to do the hardest task if you're a weak person. You're going to gradually build your way up, right? Well, if you are feeling weak in your ability to declutter or organize or systemize, you're not going to tackle the hardest thing. You're going to tackle less emotional areas. So don't go for the jugular and just dive in to your sentimental boxes or your kid's baby stuff. Don't do that. Start with the junk drawer or start with your refrigerator <laughs> or your pantry. Start somewhere that is less emotional. Even your bathroom counters. Now, you might be a products person and that might feel very emotional. <laughs> Maybe start with your shower. <laughs> okay, so number three, don't start with something difficult. Start with something that's less emotional and work to build up your decluttering muscle. All right, number four, declutter in short bursts and take breaks. If you are feeling a little emotional about things, about decluttering and letting go, and you're just like avoiding it and you finally get started and you don't plan a eight hour, an eight hour decluttering session. <laughs> like I said, you want to get started slowly so that you work your way up to being able to let go of more, to work longer. <laughs> I, when I, when I declutter with 
clients in person and it's for the first time, I usually start with like a three or four hour session because I gotta, I gotta warm them up. And then after I like warm them up, it's about like hour two that they start really feeling like, oh wow, yeah, I can get rid of a lot more, but it takes a little bit of warming up. And so give yourself some grace and take, you know, declutter in short bursts. What you could do is um, take your kitchen, for instance, and one cabinet a day, one cabinet, one drawer a day, even just your countertops, just in one, you know, session, break it down and do it in short bursts and take breaks for yourself. Okay. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself. It is okay. Don't think that you're not making progress if you're not doing it all at one time. If this is hard for you, if you can't stay focused or you can't, you know, regulate your emotions and you're getting all caught up in them, then take breaks. Um, something that a question that came up last month in the accountability club, as we were decluttering photos, my friend Gloria asked, what do you do when you're decluttering photos and you get caught up in the memories of it? And then you just can't let go of, you know, the, the pictures because there's so many memories tied into those pictures. And so I said, well, change it up. Don't just sit there all in one session and try to declutter thousands and thousands of photos. I said, let yourself reminisce, set a timer and say, okay, I'm going to look at my photo app for 10 minutes and I'm going to see how many photos I can declutter in 10 minutes. And if you get caught up in looking at these wonderful photos and you're reminiscing and you get a little teary eyed because you see how big your babies are have gotten, it's okay. Do that for 10 minutes. The timer goes off, you put your phone down and then you come back. You are slowly building up that muscle to be able to do that skill. All right. So take short break or take short bursts, declutter in short bursts and allow yourself to take breaks. Now I do recommend that you have a plan written down like a list so that when you do take breaks, especially for my ADHD friends, that you know where to come back to when you get started again. All right. Kind of like out of sight, out of mind. If we change our location or if we change our activity that we might not come back to it. So make sure that you have a plan written down for yourself. All right, tip number five, this is my favorite tip, is to surround yourself with positive people, positive influence, and people who are encouraging to you, all right? When you're emotional, you don't, it's not good to be on your own. I mean, sometimes decluttering can feel like a very solitude or a solitary activity, but it doesn't have to be. And I really recommend doing this with people. And that's why I love the accountability club. I cannot speak enough about it because I really believe in it. I believe in community. I believe in teaching, coming alongside of people and teaching them skills that we have learned. And I I just love teaching people inside the accountability club what I have learned by years and years of practice at this motherhood. Okay, so surround yourself with positive people and and positive influence, okay? Now, outside of the accountability club, what does that look like? Well, friends who are interested in decluttering too, friends who are interested in living a minimal life, friends that are already living a minimal, minimal life, and you're like, oh, wow, I love the way you structure your home. I love the example that you've set, 
and just pick their brain, ask them questions, get to, you know, you know, just visit their home and be inspired and encouraged. Every time that I go and declutter for a client in person, I always feel encouraged to go home and declutter my own house. It's like the more that you are around people that are doing the same thing that you want to be doing, the more you will actually follow through and do it, do that. And it's going to make you feel more empowered. And so when those feelings of, you know, those emotional feelings come up, like, you know, sadness or guilt or grief, you are going to feel like you can get through it because you have that ongoing influence and encouragement. All right. So I'm going to go back over those five tips for when decluttering feels emotional. All right. Number one, remember the reason you are decluttering, write it down, put it on a sticky note, write it in a journal, or you can share it with us inside the accountability club. Number two, understand that emotions and feelings are okay. There is a lesson to be learned, a really good lesson, I promise. Even through the hardship, what do, what do they say? We learn the lessons in the valleys or growth happens in the valleys, not on the mountain mountaintop. Yeah, it's okay. Know that you're going to come out on the other side, a changed person. You need to feel those feelings, I promise you. Number three, start with less emotional areas in your home. Number four, declutter in short bursts and allow yourself to take breaks, but make sure that you write down what the next step is so that when you come back and you want to get started again, you know exactly where you left off. And number five, surround yourself with positive people, positive influence and positive encouragement. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you need any help decluttering, there are several links below for you to get started and get the support that you need. All right, I will see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show. Hey friend, before you go, I wanted to tell you more about the Accountability Club. Each month, we'll tackle a new space in our homes and work together to declutter and set up systems so we can easily maintain order without getting overwhelmed. You'll get a new decluttering tutorial each month. The coaching and accountability you need to actually follow through and encouragement without judgment from other Christian moms in a safe environment. And guess what? The entire club is off of social media, so you don't have to worry about distractions the world may throw at you. Sweet friend, if you're feeling stuck in your decluttering journey, this is the place for you. Click the link below to try out the Accountability Club and start decluttering today.